Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, it's Kate. I'm taking a break from producing new episodes in order to observe what I'm calling a summer of spaciousness. I hope this week's replays on the topic of letting go will help you have a summer of spaciousness too. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, this is Kate, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I am your host, and I'm also the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which makes a great gift for the graduate in your life. In this episode, we're looking at letting go of control, specifically if you're a mother, because there is a unique kind of control that a lot of mothers, myself included, display. And while it's understandable why we seek this level of control, it's also not really helping anyone. So let's see what we can do to loosen our grip. And if you're a father or of any gender and not yet a parent but thinking about becoming one, or you're definitely not interested in becoming a parent but wanting to get more insight into your own mom or the friends and loved ones in your life who are mothers, you'll get something out of this too. So don't automatically skip to the next episode. Okay, moms, raise your hand if you've ever judged someone else for the way they took care of your kid. Maybe it's your baby's daddy or babysitter or family member. I mean, it's pretty common. They didn't wash the baby's ears right, or they messed up the bedtime routine, or they fed your kids some very suspect foods. And now raise your hand if you identify as a mother and have felt like you do way more of the caregiving and family admin work than your partner. This is also pretty common. Could there be a link between these two things? Why, yes. Yes, there is. It's called maternal gatekeeping. And it is something that I can look back and see that I adopted with gusto when my kids were babies. And now that they're 12 and 14, I'm really only beginning to see clearly and undo. There's some fascinating sociology around maternal gatekeeping. First, there's the belief that women are biologically more nurturing than men, which I mean, there's breastfeeding, which is absolutely nurturing and something that only humans with breasts can do. And moms do seem to have a radar that makes them very highly attuned to their baby's cries to the point that they'll wake up at the slightest little coo while it seems like dad will stay sleeping through even a major bout of fussiness. But really, science has shown that men's hormones change dramatically when an infant comes into their lives. They are perfectly biologically capable of becoming attuned to a baby and to parenting. It is true that father's style of nurturing might be different than mother's, But if you're judging your male partner's parenting as inferior to yours, well, science suggests that that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
researchers at Ohio State University found that fathers did not perform as well as a parent to their nine-month-old child if they felt like their partner was critical of their parenting skills six months earlier. So, my fellow mothers, let's just own the fact that our judgment of our partner's parenting styles to the point that we kind of shut them out from a lot of the caregiving responsibilities can be contributing to our feeling like the majority of caregiving falls to us. I get that this is a controversial stance to take. There have been thousands of articles talking about how women do more of the caregiving in families, and they also do more of the emotional labor and life admin than men, generally. And while the imbalance can be absolutely real, it's not as simple as saying, oh, it's because men are checked out or don't care or aren't biologically nurturing. Mothers are playing a role. In my work as a ghostwriter, I am helping a client write a book on the benefits of 50-50 parenting or the practice of awarding evenly split custody in court in the event of divorce or for parents who are never married. As part of my work on this book, I've been researching maternal gatekeeping, and it has been an (laughs) eye-opener. I can see how I've contributed to feeling like more of the work of raising kids has fallen to me. I always insisted on being the one to put our first baby to sleep both because I was breastfeeding and it was a great way to lull her to sleep, but also because (laughs) I thought my husband wasn't doing it right. And Lord, I knocked myself out. I still can't even look at an exercise ball because I would sit on that and bounce her to sleep for what felt like hours. And then when I would finally put her down, I would try and sneak out of the room and she would wake up and I would start all over again. I did change my tune once we had our second child. My husband always put him to bed and he went down like a sack of potatoes. But even then, I was still very embroiled in bedtime with our first child. Fast forward to the pandemic, when having the kids at home all day, every day, made it very clear that putting myself at the front of the line for everything the kids needed was unsustainable. To be clear, this is not about me simply blaming myself. It's about me owning my piece of things. There are many other pieces. For me, having a classic latchkey childhood as a Gen Xer with boomer parents who were off discovering themselves, and then me having my kids when I was almost 40, I think made me want to lavish my kids with attention. There are also many contributing factors that happen at the societal level. Maternal gatekeeping goes hand in hand with what's known as intensive parenting or helicopter parenting or snowplow parenting all different names for a phenomenon that's been with us since the early 90s, where we are spending so much more time with kids and micromanaging so much of their experience, more than at any other time in history. There are all kinds of reasons for the popularity of intensive mothering. I've been fascinated to learn that the late 80s, when the number of women and mothers in the workplace reached a peak, also happened to coincide with the idea that parents, especially mothers, needed to devote themselves entirely to their kids. This was also the beginning of the rise of the family values of the Reagan era, when things like public schools and daycare had their funding slashed, and individual families were left to figure out how to provide all the care their kids needed and still be able to work. Also, as working mothers were enjoying a rise in earning power, they had to pay a price for trying to have it all and that was to be a super mom who was all up in her kids' lives. So, while maternal gatekeeping is understandable, it's also changeable. We'll talk about how to do it after this break. Welcome back. On an individual level, maternal gatekeeping is about control, and it makes sense. If you're being judged for how well you're doing something, then you're not going to want to let someone else 
even your child's father, muck it up for you. So how can you nudge yourself to let go of some control on the mothering front? Well, something that's really important to also let go of is caring about what anyone else thinks about how you're doing as a parent and remembering your inherent worth as a human being and embracing being a good enough mother instead of an impeccable mother. I have found it very helpful to also force yourself to learn how to tolerate not having a pristinely tidy home. I think part of the reason that moms tend to do so much more of the housework is that they have higher standards. And I know this is hard to lower those standards because it's easy to feel embarrassed about having any level of messy house, especially if you're like being judged and you feel like you need to be super mom. But let's also accept that there are no housekeeping police. Friends who are worth having will see your imperfectly clean home and feel relief because their house looks the same way. My husband does the dishes every night and he thinks the kitchen looks great when the dishes are in the dishwasher and the leftovers are put away and the pots are soaking in the sink. That means the counters aren't wiped. And you know what? I learned to be okay with that. And it made me a lot happier than being pissed at him or nagging him or squabbling with him about it. It's good enough. And a couple of times a week, I really go to town on those counters. But by that point, it feels very cathartic. Also, don't insert yourself where you don't need to be inserted. Delegate and let the chips fall where they may. Things not working out are a great way to learn. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And don't gatekeep your kids either. Maternal gatekeeping doesn't apply just to partners, but also to kids themselves. We can gatekeep our kids right out of developing autonomy. Can you let them dress themselves, make their own lunches, do their own laundry, bathe themselves? As developmentally appropriate, of course, I'm not saying to neglect them. But have you seen the show Old Enough on Netflix? It's a Japanese reality show that follows what feels like impossibly young children running all kinds of errands. The first episode shows a two-year-old going to the grocery store that's almost a mile away. I'm sure there are more things that your kids could be doing for themselves if only you can let go of the idea that you have to do it for them. Your tiny assignment is just to be honest with yourself. Are you holding fast control inside your nuclear family? Are you one of the millions of mothers who are exhibiting some level of maternal gatekeeping? Can you look for ways that you could take a back seat and be okay, not just with other people doing some of the work to raise your kids, but also be okay with how they do that work. Just keep your eyes, ears, and heart open to ways that you may have been blocking the gate to your partner or to your kids, and see what you can do to step aside. Maybe even open the gate. I trust your maternal instincts to know when it's something you really need to be involved with versus when it's just really not. Let's not make it so that you have to get divorced in order to experience a more equitable shared parenting relationship. And in the meantime, let's also work on getting subsidized childcare and reliable after-school care and all those other things that can make mothers feel like it's all on them. I've got a lot of fun topics planned for the next few weeks, including body acceptance, spending, vacation, five powerhouse foods you probably need to eat more of planet-friendly shopping, and finding a therapist. I'm not exactly sure which one of those will be running next week, so you'll just have to come back to find out. And if you have an idea for something you'd like to hear more about, or really any kind of question that is somehow related to being a better person, I always love to hear from you. 
shoot me an email at kate at katehanley.com. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 